What's up? So Raheem, it's been a minute since I've seen you. How you been, man? I've been doing good, you know, living the living the life. Living the dream. Um, so what's up, man? You've you focusing on your brand lately or uh exclusively, yes. I'm basically um since I stopped working my nine to five, I've been just full time on my brand and designing and trying to really grow the brand. Right so, on. Because I think I haven't seen you since before South by Southwest, and I get the feeling like you you made some some strides during that. Or oh yeah, definitely, man. South by so um, I had my last pop up shop about a week or two before South by, and really with that um, I released my new design. My newest design is the AOG three, and um, AOG is uh, Austinite OG. So it's original Austinite. And uh, that's what it stands for. And it's the third design that I released. And after that, South by hit. And it was just a big wave of, it was almost overwhelming just to see the reaction that people had to the hat. And uh, after that, man, I've just been on a wave. I've just been really just trying to ride it out and having more confidence in myself and um, doing what I love more. So that's what I've been doing. And South by definitely uh got it kicked off in that direction so right on so let's get let's delve into that austin og thing um you're you're actually you're born and raised in austin i know there's not too many yeah <laughs> too many ogs out there exactly these days born but, and uh, raised in austin what uh what school did you go to i actually went to school in round rock uh, okay. so that's just north of austin um but elementary school i went to graham uh before that i went to spicewood uh not spicewood um what school was that? Oh, well, you know, it was before elementary school. So <laughs> Whatever, it's all ago. good. Yeah, Anderson Mill. There you go. Anderson Mill. So um, I grew up uh, on the north side of Austin. Right on. Yeah. So I'll have to, I'll run you through my Austin OG bona fides, and I'll see, I'll let you determine if I qualify. Okay. So here it goes. So. Well, d- just a small disclaimer, okay? Okay, so what's up? I'm not the gatekeeper of the OGs, <laughs> okay? No, man, I'm. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know, I'll, I'll play a part. I'll just, I'll go ahead and give you my two cents. <laughs> I'm, I am asking you to speak on behalf mm. of all the original Austinites. Okay, I got us. <laughs> so I really grew up like an hour and a half outside of Austin, but. I lived off and on as a kid, like before kindergarten. My mom, I lived with my mom and dad up here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, even during elementary school, my dad was dating this girl out in Oak Hill. Oh yeah, so exactly. like we actually lived like at her apartment complex, and we would drive. Like I still was going to school in my hometown, which is like an hour and a half away. My Man. dad worked that far out, so. I'd get up at like 4 a.m. or something with him, and he'd like drop me off at my grandpa's so I could catch the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know exactly about that. So uh, we used to do the similar things. My mom would try to keep us in the same school. Yeah. Um, and we would move a lot. So sometimes we'd be driving all the way across town just to go to school. And right. Waking up an hour early uh, or more, whatever it is. I don't know. As a child, you just think like, wow, it's still dark outside. Why are we going to school? You know what right. I'm then my mom lived like on William Cannon right off of 35 for a little bit. And then their final spot was over on East 51st Street. Okay. Out in that area, kind of next to where Mueller's at. Uh-huh. Of course, at the time, like in the early 90s, that was not like yeah. <laughs> the place to be too much. So, mm. so yeah, you qualify. I man. qualify. Yeah. All right. You qualify. Nice. 
yeah, just a long track record, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're here now too. So, hey, you definitely qualify. Awesome. OG. Stat. So I, I can proudly wear my AOG hat. Please do. Without feeling like a fraud. No, definitely not. <laughs> and, you know, um, I, I, it started as a pride thing. You know, we have pride within ourselves, but the same thing, uh, it applies to the same reason why other people that aren't from Austin can wear it is because that's what Austin is based off of, just that openness, the uh, the uh, melting pot that it is. We're all, right. I mean, my parents weren't from here, you know what I'm saying? So, but they moved here and I was born here and now I'm an OG and my mom can definitely wear the hat. So you, anybody say anything about her wearing it, we got a problem. <laughs> right. Um, so I just want to, and I want it to be more, more widespread than just the OGs of Austin, even though there should be a sense of pride in that. Right. Um, that's where we came from. That's what that's what's making Austin so great is the mixture of the growth. Um, it may be hard to deal with for some people, but I think growth is good, you know. Right. So, um, I would never shy anybody like tell anybody they couldn't purchase one based on where they were from or right. uh, or born. So hey, do what you got to do. So uh, how long have you? How long has this been a thing for you? Like how many years does this go back? Um, this AOG started about uh, three and a half years ago, and um, it just came up when I was basically, you know. I don't know if a lot of people come up with their like best ideas when they're like, like back against the wall kind of thing, um, sitting there trying to think of a way to get my brand started and my brand as far as just design. I used to do photography and video, so that's what Joint Spar Rahim was for uh, AOG three. I mean AOG in general. Um, so I thought long and hard about it. Like, hey, what's going on? hear about the growth in Austin. Um, a lot of my close friends are like, hey man, I'm tired of getting caught, being called a unicorn in conversation. And to me, uh, I thought it was weird, but it came, it became like more of a statement. Like people were like, oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. And I thought, they thought I was cooler than Austin. Like, oh, I thought you were from Hollywood, or, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was really just me being from Austin was throwing a lot of people off in my everyday life. Just uh, as a server, you know, talking to my tables, they were like, oh, you're from Austin? That's crazy. I never would have guessed it. And those experiences led me to to the uh, the idea, the design, not the design, but just I have to do something for Austin, you know? Right. And um, and that's, that's where it started. And it was about three years ago, three and a half years ago. Uh, I maybe did the design six months before I even decided to go along with it as a hat. Um, but a lot of my ideas have been like that. So it's just, you know, I have, I, I get it out. I get it on paper. I like it. I think about it. Uh, the timing plays a big part, you know, finances to get something from an idea to a product. And then, uh, you know, it, it just takes time. So um, three and a half years and that's where it started. At. Right on. I really like that branding your, the joints by Raheem logo is it's super clever, man. That's a that's a great logo. How long how long have you been? Did you come up with that? Um, so this logo is uh, it evolved. So uh, the earlier stages were a little less um, uh, a little less clean, I would say. Um, it's it's uh, I don't know. It took a while to get to it, 
but once I saw it, I knew that was it, you know? And uh, I think it's been like this for a solid five years. Nice. Yeah. Um, before that, I, I was still using the other logo um, uh, for my videos. And most of my video work has older logos on it. Uh, I don't think I have too many new videos. Uh, I mean, videos with the new logo, because that was when I was transitioning into doing something else. So um, in this brand, I just feel like it's a little bit, I mean, the logo kind of fits a universal scale versus, um, you know, it, it just looks like something by itself yeah you don't even have to know what it is it just looks like oh that's something for sure and the other thing uh my other logos i think i was trying to portray too much in it and then i just simplified it and it just kind of came out with a, a nice sophisticated look yeah definitely like it's it's great branding for sure man thank you thank you so uh what kind of video work did you do back in the day um mostly promotional videos music videos uh event recap videos, things like that. Um, I did a lot of live recording as far as uh, I went to South by a couple of years, my camera, got some really good footage at Fader Fort. Oh, nice. Um, some of my favorite stuff is from Fader Fort. And um, I did a lot of recording of my um, my cousins and my closer friends, they do uh, poetry, playing poetry and um, just, I recorded them a lot, uh, just, being in that crowd, you get to, you know, you're just capturing things and you're paying attention and the next thing you know, you're like really involved and you just, so those are the things that kind of took passion and pride in recording where uh, my cousins and my, my close friends, they did those kind of things. Right on. Yeah. Because that's kind of my main interest is, is video production and, you know, I've done some shorts and different things over the years, but it's just like, it's so hard to find that time and... yeah you know, the resources, because it's like, even if you're doing a short with a couple of people, you need, you know, you need a whole little, you know, five-man crew at least yeah. just to do something simple with two actors, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, that's actually kind of what pushed me in this direction of the podcast is like, this is something I can do, you know, with two people with minimal equipment and, you know, yeah, just kind of let it roll and I can still kind of scratch that creative itch that I've got. So uh, that's what kind of pushed me here. So what kind of camera do you have? Um, so I had a Canon 7D. Okay. And, um, the reason why I stopped was I was out one time and basically, long story short, I lost the camera. Either it was stolen, misplaced, lost. Damn. Camera's gone. That's brutal, man. It, yeah. That was, that was basically when you saw me, you saw me with the camera. Right. Like, um, so after that is when back against the wall type of situation right. for creatively for me. I just felt like I was just starting to focus on doing that more and finding my niche and exactly how I wanted to go about it. Just because you have a camera, I mean, there's so much you can do with it. Right. And that's what I was doing. I was doing a lot of uh, photo shoes, video shoes, this, that, and the other, but I really wanted to focus in on like creating a, like a consistent, good quality product with right. my camera. So I was getting around to that and it was um like right before New Year's and I was out and that and that happened. So um yeah, Canon seven D and <laughs> it was uh it was cool. I was renting lenses and I had a white backdrop and I was doing I was getting I was getting better, you know. So 
uh, it kind of hurt and then it kind of stung to where I didn't want to go back to it unless I was like in the 70 or better. Like, right. I didn't want to start um, lower than that. So I haven't been promoting my photography or videos for sure um, since then. But uh, I got my hands on a, a Rebel T something or another now. Okay. And uh, I'm going to start. I'm, I've been I've been taking photos. Nice. So I'm going to let people know and see where that goes. Right on. Yeah. Just add it to the umbrella. You know? So let's, let's back up and we'll talk more about the AOG hats. Now, mm-hmm. how many, you've had a couple of different collaborations. What, about three, right? Three so far? Um, let's see, probably three. First one was with a good friend of mine, Creative Digs, which you know. Um, then I did a collaboration with LST, Lone Star Thrillers, which is the AOG 3 one, the maroon that came out right before South by, or during South by, actually. Okay. The dad hat. Um, and then I did a collaboration with Loud, and that's Living Out Unreal Dreams, uh, designer out in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, crazy. How'd you link up with them? Uh, I used to live in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> when was it? When was this? This was when I decided to grow out my hair. <laughs> and uh, it was the summer. I moved out there the summer of 2010. Okay. Yeah. Um and I was out there, my cousin was living out there, and he was living in the college town of Madison and um, had friends in uh, art program that went to Madison, uh, University of Wisconsin at Madison. So this guy was a part of that and we became friends. And um, that's actually when I, became, I started doing Spell Raheem, being out there, came up with the name. And then um, he was starting his, his uh, brand as well, just, more in the concept stages, both of us, you know. Right. Um, I stayed there for about six to eight months. And I came back, and um, I've been working on, I was doing video as soon as I came back. Got a camera, photography, video. And uh, while I was doing that, he was growing his brand. And he was doing um, handprint screen printing. He was, like, drawing his own screens and doing all kind of other kind of art. And then um, here we are with um doing my hats and they're rolling and he needed hats and I wanted to work with him and that's how that came about. Nice. Yeah. I've heard, I think Madison would be a cool town to check out. I think it's got a kind of, it feels like it's got a lot of similarities to Austin in terms of being that kind of like college town. Um, you know, I know they've got a great journalism program and, you know, it's, pretty it's, well respected. Yeah. It's definitely, um, compared to Austin a lot. When we go out there, when I went out there people would say, I would say I'm from Austin. They're like, oh, I heard it's a lot like Madison or vice versa. And it is, but, you know, there's nothing. I feel like the real deal is Austin, you know. But Madison is really cool. It's uh, I think it would be Austin on a slightly smaller scale. Right. Um, But, I mean, the college town sense is truly there. I was there. I lived close to campus, and I got to see the spirit of the school, like, right. all the time. Um. It didn't matter if it was eight degrees outside. They had a game. These guys were out there with the paint and, <laughs> you know, no shirts and running and screaming. So that never stopped anybody from showing their school spirit, even though it kept me in the house. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so Madison was a cool place to be. Um, but when I was out there, I was 
I was able to, um, like I was, like I said, I was growing my hair out, and it was a stages that I weren't, I wasn't comfortable with. So I had, I became comfortable with other things to do with myself besides my appearance and more confidence within myself. So just starting my brand out there and growing my hair and um, making those friends in a place that I wasn't from. And um, and I came back, you know, and here we go. <laughs> the triumphant return. Mm-hmm. So you actually have something coming up this weekend, right? On the 21st? Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, I am going to release my new collection. And it's going to be my first collection that is not um, AOG related. So it's um, pretty exciting for me. A little bit of uh, nerves go into it, just not knowing what people will think just because it's not AOG related. Right. And I think um, for a little while, I thought that maybe my success was just based off of it being AO, like just a saying Austin on it. And um, so this is. This is the first step outside of that, which I'm pretty excited to start. So is this, what is this launch that you're doing? Is this just, is this a new hat totally? Or is this like, are we stepping into some actual, like some, some clothing here? Uh, so this is going to be. Or am I spoiling? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, I needed, I needed to go ahead and let it out somewhere. So this, here it is first. Oh man. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's going to be a shirt. I'm going to release uh, a shirt first, and um, it's going to have a pin to go along with it. And uh, that's going to be the first, that's going to be the start of it. No hat included in this collection uh, yet. I do have plans to release a hat, but um, it's not going to be a part of the drop. Is this like a, this is, I'm assuming, like some type of a logo tee or? Um, so this. You know, I don't want to, you don't divulge hey, something, don't no, ruin it, but. No, here we know, are, here we are. Let us know. <laughs> Um, it is, so the collection is called Two Cranes, and Two Cranes is inspired from the growth of Austin, uh, growth around the nation, you know, um, there's other cities that are growing at a pretty fast rate, but Austin is growing at a, like, probably the fastest in the nation right now, uh, or it was like that for the, like, the last two, three, four years, um, and the Two Cranes just comes from looking at the skyline, even though... We have new buildings popping up left and right. Uh, the one thing that has been consistent in our skyline for the last 10 years has been building cranes, whether uh, we're doing some destruction or construction. And I took it as uh, growth. You know, you need you need um, to tear down some of those things that aren't helping you in your life as far as your, your thoughts, your friendships, your, your, um, your routine. You know, some of the things that you're just doing that aren't really beneficial. And then you got to grow healthy thoughts, you know, positive thinking. You got to uh, build better relationships, um, you know. So I put it, I just left it like that, two cranes. You know, one is for destruction of, you know, the negative, the bad. Uh, and then the other one is for construction of growth. Uh, I mean, construction of, like, positive and good things. You need both to grow. Right. So the collection is called Two Cranes. Um, and the shirt is, uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool shirt. I have it in the car and I brought it on purpose so you can see it, but I didn't bring it in. Nice. Um, I'll definitely show it to you. Uh, I have a picture of the pin. So the pin is, um, a simplified version of the shirt or okay. just as far as the two cranes design itself. Um, so 
uh, on my Instagram starting a, a few days ago, I've been posting uh, growth quotes. And it's just uh, just to get people in the mind state of what's coming up in the collection. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, go, man, go ahead and drop that Instagram handle. Oh, Instagram, Joints X Raheem. So it's uh, J-O-I-N-T-S-X-R-A-H-I-M. And, um, yeah, follow me on there. Uh, my Twitter is Hemerson, at Hemerson. So it's H-E-E-M-E-R-S-O-N. Nice. And your launch coming up, where, where is that going to be hosted at? It's going to be on West 6th Street at uh, Sophia's Italian Food and Spirit. I believe it's 500 West 6th Street. And uh, we're going to be up on the terrace. So um, it's going to be a nice, nice day. Uh, a lot of good people, a lot of good vibes. Um, I do not have a DJ at the time. It might be DJ Heen at your services. I might have to DJ my own set. But uh, if it comes down to that, it'll still be a good set because, you know, that's a hidden talent of mine. People don't really oh, know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I, hey, you I'll see get I it in. You see, I got that mix track pro oh, just sitting out don't there. Don't break it out. Don't break it out. <laughs> I um, like I, I dug it out of the closet because I'm trying. Like I've had that thing for years, hey, and man. I just haven't been committed enough or disciplined enough to get out there and have it working. So I was like, I'm gonna set it out here. At least that that's so a start. Like I'm moving in the right direction. Exactly. But I haven't man. I haven't even opened it. Hey, break it out. Put it on the table. You know, that's the next step. Um, but Sunday, five o'clock. Sophia's on West Six. Nice. I'm gonna have to come check it out, man. Please do. Um, and so this is a uh, it's it's uh, a little bit last minute of picking the venue, but uh, the next event that I have is gonna be a little bit more planned out, and it's just really about um, connecting with more people, getting more people involved. So this one is solely me, um, but the last event I had um, a couple other vendors out, um, two friends of mine, Chanel and Cam. And um, everybody did well, you know. So uh, we're going to do that again and have um, some other vendors, some other local people, um, not even local. I mean, just, just people that are out trying to make uh, connections and push their self forward. And that's what we're trying to do. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about, let's back up and maybe talk a little bit about your inspiration. Like what pushed you in to like your interest in, I guess, clothes or fashion or menswear, whatever you want to classify it. Like what was, what was the genesis of that? Um, I would have to say, I think it started from just being uh, how I grew up in my family. Um, me and myself, I was more conscious of what we had as, as a whole. And so when school time would come around and, you know, school shopping comes, Mom would say, "What do you need?" And I would, I would tell her, "No, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need anything." You know, I just need to flex, Mom. Yeah, just <laughs> like really, I would just tell her, "Hey, you know, I'm good." If we were tight on things, and I can realize that as a child, I would just tell her, "I'm good." And you know, my sister and her and my mom would go school shopping. They would get clothes. I would get stuff, but I wouldn't get more than I needed. You know, right? Um, and then it just came down to making it work with what you had. And my my style and confidence came from just me being me, really. So I would wear whatever I wanted, whatever I had. You know, I wouldn't complain about it. I would just wear it, and I would make it as cool as I wanted it to be. You know what I'm saying? So 
it really stemmed from that and then getting the reactions that uh, I got from just classmates. And um, I knew what I had. It wasn't very much. But they everybody reacted to the way I wore what I had, you know. So that's where it stemmed from. And just that small confidence in school, um, I guess it just carried me along the way and just, uh, you know, just looking into it. You know, um, fashion is such a big part of the culture that I'm a part, that we're all a part of. It's a, we're all a part of one culture really. And it's, you know, it's pretty obvious that fashion is a big part of it. And um, I feel like it's a way to make statements without really talking. Right. So you think about it, and I like I'm a thinker. So I I like to think before I speak. So I, it's like when you're picking out your outfit, you're thinking, <laughs> and then when you walk out the door, you're speaking. You know, uh, I like that. So that's uh, that's, that's a where, great quote, man. I like that. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> that is going on Instagram, man. That's a that's perfect. Yeah, uh, man. I myself my inspira my inspiration fashion wise was like james bond watching those movies as a kid and like seeing him in the in the tailored suits man that oh that's kind of like what got my interest rolling mm -hmm. and then i think you know we're pretty similar age wise and i think like hip hop like exploded pretty much in the early 90s and like that was definitely an influence i mean definitely. jordans like that was like the that was the holy grail for me like mm -hmm. I wanted some so bad. I never had any as a kid. Right, right. I never exactly. could. We could never afford them. It wasn't until like middle school. I think I I got some Dion's or something like the second mm -hmm. <laughs> the Dion's like the zebra stripe man. I was oh, like, oh man, so cool with the strap. Yeah, I knew. It. I have arrived, yeah. and it had like the little bubble on the bottom. You could mm -hmm. have like a picture of Dion. So <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that little high step dance, like yeah, that he used to do. Mm -hmm. But that's what kind of got my interest rolling and it's then i got a job working at neiman marcus in, in college and that like that just ruined me for life in oh, terms yeah, of that. like what's reasonable to spend on clothes <laughs> you see it you see people spending just money that you would never consider spending on clothes and then you just kind of think it's, it is normal for some people but if you're not in that situation kind of messes up your your gauge right <laughs> i'm i'm totally mine is ru i'm ruined for life man yeah. i'm ruined i can't go back like it's it's like once you people don't pay attention a lot to you know the cut and the fabric and i mean that's like where you what separates you it's like yeah you can go to walmart and buy a hanes white tee mm -hmm. but that tee isn't gonna fit or look or flow or a drape across or, you yeah. the way that you know even like a, a 50 dollar t-shirt might mm -hmm. so I, I tend to notice that it's like the fit is just where it's at. It's hard to find the fit. Yeah, yeah. The right fit if it's not a more, you know, higher end brand. It's true. I agree with that. So do you have any plans in the future? Like you're working on this logo T right now. Are you going to venture? Like, is this just the beginning of something that you're going to start pushing more into a direction with clothing or? Uh, Definitely. It is the beginning. Um, so my clothing, I was doing, uh, I was making my own patterns for a little bit and cutting and uh, sewing my own clothes and um, trying to build a collection that way. And I felt like it was uh, a little bit more financially harder to do yeah. for me at the time. So I went to designing uh, hats and clothes like that. So 
that's where this started and it's been it's been pretty good for me and i can say i got distracted and just kept going with it but the roots of it and where i really want to get to is putting out my my own patterns my own silhouettes of clothes and my own line for real you know designing the actual garment um so this is definitely in line with that i feel like uh, i had the idea like my idea was grander so I, i'm coming back I'm going to go ahead and go from the hats to the shirts to uh, sweaters, jackets, like printing on them and, you know, getting customizations in, in there and details that way. But as soon as I get the funds, I'm going back and I'm, you know, going back with my patterns and putting out like original sil silhouettes. That's my that's my main thing. You know, I want to create something like a, an item that hasn't been worn before. Ooh, well, man, I just had a some inspiration strike me. What I th what I think this is just an idea, but dude, I could see an AOG bomber would oh. be dope. Yeah, yeah. Have that branding on the back or on the like a patch on the sleeve or something, mm -hmm. man. That'd be pretty sick. It would, and I, you know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's just so you know, there's so many ways that it could be branded and uh, presented. And it's really exciting for me, but at the same time, it's just hard to narrow down what's next. Right. When, when the money is only coming from one source, you <laughs> yeah, know. I, so, as soon as you know, and it's it's gonna make it, it's gonna make it there. Um, but right now, it's it's one thing at a time almost, and that's why I'm trying to do the pin and the shirt at the same time. And my last event release, I did a pin and two hat, two hats at the same time. So. Um, I'm just trying to kind of slowly, gradually build it and spread it out, and uh, hopefully I can do it in such a way to where it does. You can't tell that it's just one thing at a time. Where right. I'm just kind of I got inventory, you yeah. know. Um, but at the same time, I'd I'd like to put out a shirt and sell it out, and just and then be on to the next thing. Right. Um. But it's kind of hard, you know, to say I'm gonna make fifty of these and then. 50 people buy them and then the next 50 people want them and you're yeah. like well okay <laughs> <laughs> i gotta I got put this on a credit card or something right well i mean i can i could definitely produce the same 50 shirts but i'd much rather put out something new i, right. I, I want to get on to the next thing i want to get the reactions and then i want to i want to build on it i don't want to um you know i don't want to be just known for just the one thing right and that's really what this collection is about Nice. Just two cranes. Um, and it's hopefully, you know, it grows from there. And that's that's really the plan. So also, on fashion-wise, what is, who's who kind of inspires you these days? Um, I would have to say I'm looking at everything, you know, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint it because I feel like my opinion of the fashion world Either, uh, you know, if I pick somebody, they're influenced by somebody else. Uh, if I say, I like I like Pharrell Williams a lot, but as far as um, things that I would wear and things that I want to wear, I'm in a place where I don't really shop for the clothes that I want. I just, I buy, like, practical items so I can just, you know, just wear it and wear it right. and wear it. So if I was to, like, just go shopping, I don't know what I would buy, <laughs> you know? Um, so my inspiration is just... It's kind of limited. I I take inspiration from everybody, 
but at the same time it doesn't really give you a good idea of where I'm getting it from so uh I don't know man I really don't I don't know where it comes from (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I'm thinking um what inspires like what I'm really into right now is this whole kind of Japanese influence and uh so like brands like you know Yoji Yamamoto, of course, he's like the godfather, right, mm-hmm. of that kind of aesthetic. Um, but there's some other up-and-coming, I th- really feel like the Japanese brands and even some Korean labels are really stepping it up and bringing, doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, even, you know, j- the Japanese are making the highest-end denim, for example, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that, like, this thing that started in America has now been picked up by japan and japanese are just like running with it it. yeah yeah which i find super interesting so that's kind of where my attention is these days um there's this designer june jay okay you familiar with him no 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 um i mean it's it's kind of a streetwear based but it's still got that kind of like same aesthetic along the lines of maybe like a rick owens or yoji not not quite as like men's wary Okay. As Yoji, but a little bit more of a sporty brand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, streetwear is like taking over. Like that has, it's blown up. It's it huge. It is. Yeah. It's, it's so much blown up to where people that don't normally do streetwear are doing streetwear. You know, like the quality of the normal streetwear is just being picked up, you know, to where. They're calling it streetwear, but the quality of it is more luxury than right. it used to be, you know? And that part, that part is, I mean, it's inspiring for me to see just because what I'm doing is considered streetwear. Right. And to know that it can go there at, in, its, in this lane. I don't have to switch lanes to get there. I can take this lane straight to $100 hats, you right. know? And... um that's exciting. I'm just kind of worried because I've always like I've always been about you know streetwear, going back to like I said Jordans and that whole mm-hmm. aesthetic, and then you know Versace and you know hearing about hearing Tupac rap about Versace and right. Biggie and all that stuff. So that was always kind of a big influence on me too. Was like these these crazy designer labels mm-hmm. and creating that. So I'm almost kind of concerned for the fact that streetwear is like reaching. It's getting too big. There's not going to be that niche audience where you feel like, you know, you're really doing something interesting or it's like the 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 counterculture, for lack of a better term, you know what okay. I mean? Okay, okay. No, I can see that concern. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's this is what, this is what the people wanted that started it, you know? Um, like you said, they were rapping about Versace. They, we we were coming and we're they're talking to the people and we're talking to people that don't have Versace or came from places that we didn't have Versace. So, and we're into it, you know? So once we get there and there's enough of the culture and, and influence where Versace is being sold and made, then that's, that's where it's going to, that's going to be reflected in Versace, you know? Right. So there's more people uh, that like hip hop that are like us that are making decisions over there at Versace or Gucci. Right. You know, with Gucci Ghost and uh, taking in all the 
other like streetwear elements that an artist, a street artist was doing, just almost vandalizing their stuff. Now they're like, okay, cool. We, we like it so much. We're going to start selling collections with you involved. So it's scary if that's what you want to hold on to. The, <laughs> the, the innocence of it or the, you know, people not knowing very much about it and you kind of knowing more than most. But it's, it's coming to a point to where people want to know so much about it that where they'll study it, you know. They'll, they'll find out. They'll binge learn some stuff and just yeah. come out knowing everything, you know. So it's scary, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Because, you know, I, I love fashion. I love it. My biggest kind of bone to pick with the industry is it is so top down. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like all that stuff is planned out. Buyers are doing stuff six months in advance, a year in advance. And it's yeah. like it's so like top down. I don't like that part. Mm -hmm. that aspect at least of like you know certain i mean certainly there's been a lot more of like what you're talking about cut and sew type and mm -hmm. i think that's where really that's like the real melting pot of where fashion is being driven up like now there's a little bit of a bottom up yeah but it's yeah. still like it's so controlled by the major houses and you know what get you know it's like anything mm -hmm. what gets the airplay what gets the listeners what gets the eyeballs you know right. that's what sells and a lot of retailers are struggling right now. So, and that's the thing. That's where um, I think what I'm doing is going to help me because I'm not really relying on other people. I, I'm I'm just relying on the customers straight from my mind to production to customer. You know, um, and if I can get this on a bigger scale without um, having to, you know change my ideas or go through other people um th i think that's where it gets exciting you know that's where i'm reaching more people and i'm still doing it the exactly the way i want to do it but the other the other ways around it is trying to get your clothes in a the store then the store you, you got to talk to the store you got to right. sell they you know and like you said they already have things planned out a lot of the places already they already know what's coming out six months later so you come into them in six months you're behind by six months or you're too ahead of them. You know, they already have clothing at that time, you know, uh, this, that, and the third. So, and I haven't really even looked into it because I don't want to be involved in, in anything like that. I just wanted to be a natural, genuine thing. You know, right. I don't want, I, I really don't want a store. I just want to, I just want to vibe it out. I just want to go. I just want to be, uh, where the people are. So, if like pop up, you know, like a week, I'll do one. I want to do one um, in California, in Long Beach with a designer friend of mine, or he's really an artist. And we're going to do a collaboration uh, to go along with the Two Friends collection. And we're going to release it in Long Beach. Nice. And um, that's those are the things I want to do. You know, I want to work with the, like my, I met him in Madison as well. <laughs> and now he lives in Long Beach. But uh, I want to do that. I want to go out there work on it with them, produce it, um, network, show the event, have the have my other stuff there for about a week and promote it like that and then I'm on to the next place. Or I'm back home and I'm doing it again, you know? Right on. So So like a definitely a, a guerrilla approach to it. And for I sure. mean we live in the perfect timing like with, with Twitter and Instagram. I mean that's like the tools are out there. It's like you can get the audience. I mean it's not easy. 
but the audience like you've got the tools to gain that audience get Mm -hmm. the exposure and make it work um and i think i think what is cool about it is um we each individually have our own following regardless of uh if it's in the numbers on your instagram or your twitter or if it's uh your actual supporters and your family and friends you know you have people that are looking at what you're doing so when i when i go to do something i want to do something with somebody who has like a belief in their following you know um my belief in my following whatever it is got stronger uh through south by because when i was out there every day i would look around but see multiple people with my hats on not the same hat just different ones you know different conditions like some just really beat up and old and (laughs) been worn some just brand new with the sticker on it and that just kind of made me feel more confident that if i put something out people are gonna look and they may like it because i see a lot of people that like my stuff right now like every day of south by see it so i have um friends that have been building that same confidence in their following so it, it makes it that much easier and that it inclines me more to do things like that with them you know um i don't it takes the guessing out of it for me i'm i have confidence in the people around me um they've been doing i've been having confidence in them more than i had in myself and now that mine is greater my confidence in them that i have is greater too you know so going out to long beach to do this collaboration to me is almost like a layup like <laughs> this is gonna be definitely a good decision to do, you know? Um, and that's what I want people to feel when we're doing things together. Uh, and I wanna spread that a lot more. So that's really, uh, joints by Raheem, a, a joint is like two things coming together. Um, it could be anything, you know? Um, a movie, a video, uh, a shirt, a hat, these all, this podcast, this joint right here is going to be <laughs> fire, you know? Um, so that's what it's about. And this is we're, this is a joint right here, you know? Uh, and I'm super excited to be a part of it. Nice. That's awesome, man. Um, I feel like the technology, too, is, you know, it won't be too long before we are at that stage. I mean, we've got 3D printing now, right? So, <laughs> yeah, obviously that that's super expensive right now but you know costs are going to continue to drop mm-hmm. eventually i feel like that's the perfect next step is like you'll actually be able to take your file load it onto a 3d printer and you can print whatever clothing or hat or whatever shoe i mean i don't know about shoes whatever right, like whatever. i guess that would work yeah. to be honest uh-huh. that's crazy because i think that's coming i mean if you look at the way technology has pushed you know music film it's like those expenses, those costs to create all that art are dropping and dropping mm-hmm. and dropping and to where like now, actually, I mean, we're actually broadcasting now. It's like you can reach the masses, whereas, you know, 20 years ago, we would need to be in a radio setting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you would have to know the like the owner of the radio station to get in there and get studio time. You paying for the time. And then you don't even have control over it, you know? Right. Somebody else has to do something for you. And right in here, you can do everything. And we're sitting, it's nice, we're comfortable, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're comfortable, you're at your house. Right. So, yeah, the to, I haven't even really thought about it in that aspect. And to think about it is just, 
it's pretty cool. It's a little overwhelming. It's like, wow. Almost anybody can put out anything at that point. Right. Because that's my thing is I always want, like, I want some custom. I want to make my own clothes. It's like I've got these ideas in my head. I've got a vision. And I'm just like, I don't know about you. But whenever I'm, like, I have these creative bursts where I can actually see a vision of the actual product or item or you know, if it's a video, it's like I'm seeing the scene in my head. I see those pictures, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, it just randomly comes to me sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, I'll be in the shower or something, and like, boom, an image comes to me. I'm like, oh, man, that would be awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you know, if you can capture that, write it down somehow. And sometimes even writing it down doesn't do it justice, but at least you get it out, and you can refer to it again. Um but yeah, I think with the digital printing and all of that, those things will be easier to to get to quicker, you know, like producing that thought, that idea all the way to whatever you wanted it to be as a finished product. Um, but a lot of the times for me, I have ideas that don't, like, I feel like they have to, uh, I have to have like a collection of them before I can like put it out. Um, but yeah, so I think the ideas that I, you know, so I have some of those that I'm just waiting to like add to, um, you know, so I can produce it or present it in a effective way, you know, because some of my ideas are just one-offs and I love them, but they don't go, they don't go with anything. They're just something creative. And um, like you sometimes you just got to realize that, you know, it needs either more work or it needs uh, some work to accompany it, you know, something else to go with it to make it uh, a full body to present. So, um, yeah, doing that all the time. What about logistics? Like, how did you go about finding the right brand or the right actual, I guess, the the manufacturer for the hats and shirts? Like, what was that? What was that like? Um, it was. It's a process for sure. Um, I had help finding my embroiderer, a friend of mine. Me and him were trying to get hats done at the same time. And he put a lot of the legwork in for finding the embroiderer locally. Um, Hat-wise, we experimented. We, um, I knew that Yupong was a standard, like a good standard to go with. So that's really what we were looking for. But we didn't find the right quality they had different stand. They have different levels uh, over there. So, the first run, uh, we went with the five panel hat, and it was uh, 100% cotton, so it faded kind of quickly. And the five panel hat just fit a little bit smaller. But it was the first hat that I did, and first AOG, and it said whatever, and everybody loved it. But for me, um, I saw it and I was like, man, I wish the quality was better. I've seen better hats. You know, so from there I went and I did more research. I had to find out that, you know, you got to have uh, a wholesale or resale tax ID number to get to this quality, wherever it is. So uh, going through that process, um, getting that done, and then, uh, you know, finding the right the right wholesaler. And I went straight to the source. I went to Yupong or uh, FlexFit. They're a wholesaler of Yupon hats. And um, I found the one that I liked. And I'm not coming, like, I'm not going to change people 
into unless it's like the same quality or better so um the process it takes time and it takes money too you know i had to pay it so i can have the hat in my hand so i can touch it <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> so like a prototype exactly like you gotta I, I won't i won't put it out unless i can touch it now i want to touch it i want to feel it first and if it's not if i don't like it then it's okay like i, I can wait and I'll find something that I like. And that's the thing that I'm starting to learn, you know. I'll have a deadline for a finished product, but I haven't done the research on uh, the process it takes, you know. Um, and the shirts, luckily for me, the shirts only took like four or five days to print, but I was cutting the clothes. If it was hats, I would have missed the deadline for myself, that I set for myself. But um, the hats, the quality of the hats was a big thing for me. and. After I got it down, you know, I'm good now. I'm pretty excited about it. So I know your shirts, you're not printing on, on Guildman or anything like that. This no, is not the exactly. <laughs> uh, this is not the life of Pablo tour merch no. that is just oh man. It's well, weak. It come is on, weak. Come on, Jesus. Everybody loves the shirt when I wear it, but I'm like, man, I can only wear this like four or five times without washing it. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but uh how's yours holding up? I, I mean, I sold mine. Yeah. I wasn't vibing with it. I was just like, How this is it? not, I was hoping, you know, I can't, man, Gildan hey, tea. Like I, I said, know. I'm all about that fabric and the cut, man. So it just wasn't there for me. Yeah. No, I did mine on, uh, no, I feel you. <laughs> I almost sold mine too. How much you sell it for? Ah, oh, man. Like, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Something well, like that. We got it for, I, know, I think it was like 30 or 40 for the whole, wait, something like that for the whole the thing. Because it was like the ticket. To the CD and the shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about selling it, <laughs> but I just ended up wearing it. Um, I printed you, could mine on, you could probably still get good money for it, man. People are crazy. One. Yeah, know, dude. People I'm, are crazy about that shit. I'm literally wearing it, and people are saying, like, oh, I love your shirt. And I'm, I look down, I'm like, oh, this? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like it, too. But at the same time, I know what you mean. I, I had higher expectations. We didn't get to see a picture at all before. Right. And they just sent it to us. And it's just like, oh, at least it could have been a long sleeve or something. I feel just, I just feel like, give me a little bit more. I think they had a long sleeve version and like the jean jacket and everything. It was the shirt and then the sweater and then the jacket. That's right. Probably should have got the sweater. <laughs> it would have been Gildan too. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, at least give us an American apparel based tee or something. You know what, what I mean? That's like, at least those are those are pretty respectable. Yeah, that, that's they what feel I'm thinking. good. They've got a little bit of stretch. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm printing my long. I, that's what I print my shirts on. Nice, good um, choice. Thank you. And I felt if it was gonna be a a shirt, it had to be a like a, some type of standard of quality. You know, um, if it wasn't something that I just like hand picked and paid more money for, so that was something easy I could I could get online because I already knew the name and the quality for sure. So. Uh, I did that, and we're doing them on long sleeve. Uh, I know it's going to be hot. <laughs> I don't care about that, really. I really just wanted to represent my design, you know, the right way, how I saw it. And I think um, I think it'll be fine. A long sleeve in May. I know we're in Texas, <laughs> but you don't have to wear it right away. You can buy it, and, you know, you'll have it because I'm pretty confident they're going to move pretty good. Right. Well, I mean, Everybody works in an office place. Nobody's like working outside exactly. in Texas. Right. I mean, we've got AC in the car. You've got AC in the office. It's like you can handle yeah. a long sleeve shirt. 
is not going to kill you, right? Right. Especially if you like the shirt, you're going to want to wear it. And once you see it, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. Awesome, man. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I'm curious. My, the wheels are turning, man. Yeah. I got a picture of the pin. You want to check it out? Yeah. Let me, see. let me see. And the shirt is a little bit more deep. It's more detailed and a little different. But let me see. Well, we can take some photos for Instagram and uh I've got a Twitter feed for the for the podcast as well, so I'll, we can throw it up on there if you want. Sweet. Nice. That looks sharp. I really like that design. Oh yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Oh, and then uh that part that's that's glittered in the back, that's gonna that's the part that's designed differently on the shirt. So. Okay. Um yeah, I got that one. I have I was gonna come out with two shirts at once, but um do one right now and then I have I have another design that's already ready to just be printed up and we'll do that one next. Nice. Um yeah, pretty excited. Awesome man. Well I think we covered a good amount for the day. Um we'll definitely we'll get your pictures up on, on the podcast Instagram and Twitter Sweet. Sweet. to help out and I'll definitely come out on Sunday and, and check it out in person, man. Man, I love that. Um I really appreciate you having me here, Coop. Uh, it's my first podcast. Nice. I was a little nervous. <laughs> um but I think I did I think I feel pretty good about just speaking in general. I usually stay reserved and I appreciate <laughs> you uh, inviting me out. Oh, of course, man. I appreciate your time because I know like obviously you're living way up north now, so Yeah, and you you've never lived that close. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's cool out here. Well, man, we'll have we'll have you on again. Um definitely in the future I'd love to. Um keep up with what's going on with joints about Raheem but uh take it easy man good luck this weekend thanks Coop, man I hope this podcast goes well for you too yeah, man it's it's fun man it's a, it's a great outlet and I'm looking forward to you know seeing it expand and just getting getting my skills in line because yeah. definitely like I'm feeling nervous today man I'm feeling nervous like I'm kind of like <laughs> hey game time jitters you know I definitely did I had some jitters today man you did. I, I feel like you did good. I, I didn't, <laughs> it didn't uh, come through. Right on, man. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for the day. Thanks. Thanks for listening.